0: all right hi everybody it's rcfb talk 175 we decided to do an emergency show to talk about the news that nick saban is retiring i think it took everybody from surprise so here we are let's uh, uh, if you'd like to join the conversation you go ahead and hit request and we'll hear from you but i mean again the news that is obviously is nick saban Arguably the greatest coach in modern history, probably the greatest, well, the greatest coach, of all time, I think you could argue the greatest coach of all time, has decided to hang it up at age 72 after a great season. Um, what was remarkable to me is looking around, even some of the Alabama insiders, the people that really go out of their way to cover that team year after year, were surprised by this. So here we have. Nick Saban, the uh, Terror of Toledo, the Marshal of Michigan State, the Lion of LSU, the Ayatollah of Alabama, the only coach to win seven national titles in the poll era, six at Alabama, one at LSU, incredible record, 292-71-1 because he's coached long enough to have a tie, 11 SEC titles, nine at Alabama, two at LSU, Crimson Tide have won every season since 2008, he was. He's already in the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. It's only a matter of time before he's in the College Football Hall of Fame. Five-time SEC Coach of the Year, two times as Walter Camp Coach of the Year, two times as AP College Football Coach of the Year, two times as the Bear Bryant Award winner. He's had four Heisman Trophy winners, Mark Ingram II in 2009, Derrick Henry in 2015, Devontae Smith in 2020, and most recently Bryce Young in 2021. <laughs> Frankly, it looked like Heading into next season, Jalen Milro would be one of those potential next candidates. Just an incredible coach. The ability to be the ultimate CEO-style head coach, the ability to recruit, because if you've read about him, his entire focus is on bringing the best players in and getting the right assistants, the right coordinators to make the most of them, and his ability to evolve with the uh with the game I mean arguably that's one of the things that would hold back for example Dabo Swinney from being a candidate you know I see someone wants to join us and we welcome any of you who want to join us I'm going to add you uh Riddell or Ritz Legit Uh, I'm not sure exactly which one they use so yeah what's on your mind feel free to unmute it's in the bottom left
1: hi um yeah I just um sorry my dog's barking Um, I was shocked um, today for a multitude of reasons. One, obviously being Nick Saban retiring. um, Two, um, having (laughs) all of the people in my office that are not Alabama fans be so ecstatic. Um, And um, three, now that we've got um, one of our former commits decommitting, um, it's just sad. Um,
0: I can imagine. We're, we're, I have to just ask, so like what schools are these are these co-workers uh, from or at least where, where, where do they right. hold their allegiances? So, um,
1: majority are um, Tennessee fans. So it just <laughs> on. Teams, oh, this is Christmas
0: right now. It's, for- yeah.
1: On teens today, it was just all oranges, all oranges um, this afternoon. And I, I, I literally told my supervisor, I was like, if this is real and this isn't fake news, I'm going to have to take my um, debriefment. I'm not going to be able to work for the rest of the week.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, unfortunately this looks totally real. I remember when the news started popping up, I mean, you know, some of us were on a Slack channel and we were looking at it and we're like, no way. And then everyone started looking carefully around and we're like, this, this is the real deal. This is a, I mean, this is almost as surprising as when, you know, suddenly they revealed USC and UCLA were going to the big 10 and everyone was like, wait, when, when was this happening? Um, you know, one thing, and and I remember we had a guy covering the Rose Bowl, and he said at Media Day, Nick Saban was actually, like, oddly nice to everybody. Like, he just seemed more relaxed. He seemed, like, in a good mood, and people were, like, he was like, this isn't kind of what I was expecting. And, you know, he said to me, he's like, I wonder if he's if he's thinking, like, is he just kind of enjoying the moment? Is he just, with old age, older age, getting a chance to enjoy, enjoy the process? Or is he getting ready to retire? And now I'm like, well... <laughs> Looks like it might have been the latter. I mean, no one was gonna like assert that at the time, but now he's looking back and he's like, maybe that was it. Maybe this was. He was thinking like, I want to go out on top. I mean, he said he said that before. He didn't want to overstay, but
1: right. this is
0: remarkable.
1: I know. It's just so sad. Like, I just hate that that was our last game with him. It's like, do you think Seth would have snapped the ball better if uh, if he knew? Um, well, I'm gonna tell you.
0: <laughs> imagine he's thinking I'm the reason why.
1: Oh no. Yeah, I hope not. I mean, it's not all on Seth. There was a lot of, there was a lot oh, of yeah. coaching um, errors, I think. In that I mean, it's
0: a, if it's an overtime game, like there were a lot of things that could have made that game turn around. I mean, the only thing I mean, I was covering the national championship. I literally just got back from Houston, so I was laughing like, okay, I'm gonna do another Twitter space. But um, the I was just thinking like, if if that overtime game had gone differently, would we be crowning Alabama right now and talking about oh, 100%, like,
1: percent, a hundred and ten percent, yeah.
0: Because, and I'm yeah, sure the-
1: that's why he even stuck with it like through um, season, was like he wanted to see the guys go and try and get them to the final game. Um, it's just sad that that's how it had to end.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us and giving your thoughts on this. And, you know, at, you, you brought it up. Yeah, the 30-day transfer window is now open to all Alabama players who weren't in the portal because that's the rules once you once you have a coaching change. Um, they have that opportunity. I'm sure Alabama is going to probably keep most of this together. I'd be shocked. Um, although man, being the person to follow Nick Saban, that's a tough one. That's like the person who followed John Wooden at UCLA. No one wants to be that person.
1: Yeah, um, it is tough. I would love to see. I mean, we're going to see eventually who it is. Um, but I, 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 would give it maybe a couple days before they announce anything. If, if days, maybe not, maybe weeks, um, But I think this is just a time for us to just recollect on everything that Coach Saban did give to us and was able to just have us experience as a fan base. I mean, he is like the definition of current college football. He literally was the best ever. So I'm just thankful that I got to be a part of going to school while he coached there. Just grow up knowing this kind of college football. It's been incredible.
0: Absolutely. And um, yeah, it's, it's it's a stunner. And I, I do wonder, like, this is going to be a moment for Greg Byrne. Like, I, I'm sure uh, Coach Saban had given him at least somewhat of a heads up that, hey, you know, this is coming at some point. And I'm sure he's always known that you never know. I mean, anyone, anything can happen to anyone. I mean, I remember, like, long before all of our times, you know, one of the greatest head coaches in, in the 40s, he just died of a heart attack suddenly. So you just never know, like, suddenly, you could mm-hmm. just the next day. I mean, this is at least you know, going out on your own terms, still mm-hmm. healthy, can now do whatever he wants, travel with uh, Miss Terry, wherever she wants to go, Um, mm-hmm. you know. But, yeah, no, this is tough for, and I mean, for, I realize, you know, I'm now, I'm 44, so I remember when Nick Saban rose. I remember paying attention when he was at Michigan State, LSU hired him, and then, like, oh, well, wow, he turned LSU around, Um, the NFL journey for a half minute, and <laughs> going and turning Alabama. I mean, Alabama. For those who don't remember, like Alabama was just languishing for so long. Mm. I, I remember when they hired Mike Price. That was like one of the greatest fiascos in a, a coach just nerfing his own career Um, in, in about four days. I mean, we've seen we've seen things before, and so again, like to see going from there to where they became. I mean, it's it's astonishing to have somebody actually go toe to toe with legacy with Bear Bryant and arguably do better than him. It's just like you didn't think that was feasible. Right. Um, at the time and, and here we are um but yeah Hopefully you know we're uh, in
1: a better spot now than when uh bear bryant left so we don't have to go through that rut again we're, pretty, yeah. we're in a pretty good uh foundation yeah the keys, this is,
0: the keys to this vehicle are tremendous probably better than even the mercedes dealerships he has it's, it's like a rolls royce <laughs> he's just created for folks but uh <laughs> yeah you know, thanks so much for joining us it was great having you as part of the conversation
1: no problem thank you
0: thank you Hey Scheme Master Murphy, what's up? What's on your mind? Yeah, as
2: a Michigan fan, it's like now it feels like I'm on a roller coaster from like being a Michigan fan, and also being like a pure college football fan. It's like it feels great winning the national championship, but now it feels like we probably ruined like what could have potentially been one of the greatest moments in college football history of Nick Saban just retiring with eight going out on top. And I mean, six seemed seem like a long shot, but Seems a little more feasible now for someone else to do. But 8 eight seems like if he was able to retire with 8 on the podium saying goodbye to everyone, because um, now people are going back to that clip of him and Kirby in the uh, SEC championship, and it looks like Nick was sort of, like he said, he was being nice at the Rose. sort of seems like, yeah, this is sort of like his swan song. So if there was a ch- chance to see him out there and just holding up that trophy, it probably would have been the best
0: thing possible. Imagine if, if he did hold up the trophy and that's when he announces it no one expects it. Like, I retire and just drops the mic. Like, you, you literally see ESPN. Like, you see everyone in the whole stadium like, gasp. Um, but no, I I, uh, I think so. I, I That would have been a stunner. But I think he was willing to just say, you know what, there's a moment. Because I think also, you always wonder if this is how he had planned it. Like, I'm just going to see how this season plays out. He probably was wise enough to know, like, okay, if, if it, you don't want to get stuck in the, well, okay, I got so close this season, I'll try it again next season, I'll try it again next season, and then suddenly, you know, maybe things start to not go so well. So I think he, I'm amazed at the, well, I'm not amazed because it's Nick Saban, but I, I admire the discipline to just say, you know what, if, if he was planning to do it this season, you know, cool. Yeah, I mean, I still remember him talking about how much he was proud of this particular team. And people were like, Yeah, you know, it's great you guys turned it around after Texas in that kind of weird USF game uh to kind of become domineering and, and went out, uh have another perfect SEC season. But uh yeah, no, I mean all of it kind of all the parts start to fit together. It's been fascinating, you know. This is just the odds of this are funny, but you know, there's lots of things that get posted on RCFB. And and the two, like two of the more recent topics, right before Nick Saban announces his retirement. This poor Alabama fan had just posted this whole thing where he's like, "Next year is Alabama's year." He was paying attention to like the pattern. He's like, "2015 national championship, 2016 no national championship, 2017 national championship, then two years of no national championship, then a national championship." Then he saw it. Well, now it's going to be three years of a no national championship, and then a national championship. And then, within like 15 minutes, Nick Saban's announcement of his ret- probably Nick, the the story broke. And he's like, oh, my God, I'm the one that killed Nick Saban's career. Um, but uh, some, another person actually, <laughs> the other post that made people amused was like, again, moments before this was announced, uh, a, a fan had written, you know, if you could write the most entertaining wild script possible for next season, what, what details would you include? And needless to say, the uh, the conversation in that post quickly turned to. Um, Well, (laughs) it's funny you were to ask, but uh, here we are. Let's see, there's other people who want to join the conversation. We'll let some folks up here. You've all been so patient. I'll try to get to as many of you as I can. Um, Let's see here, Yukon Cornelius. Um, Yukon Cornelius, you're up. Just feel free to unmute. Love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, so I'm a
3: a recent grad of Alabama. Grew up in Big Ten country. So I found out from the group chat of uh, everyone dancing on my grave here. Um, but I remember a couple years back when I was still down in Tuscaloosa, someone showed me a screenshot of a bank account and, uh, obviously I was drinking in a bar at the time. So don't remember exactly, but it was at least 120 million. Uh, I want to say 180 million and they said, Hey, guess what this is for? I, was like, I don't know what it was strictly defined savings replacement. So I think we can. Pretty much, uh, back up the Brinks truck for whoever we want. Now I, I know there's some untouchables, uh, D'Amico Ryan. I've seen thrown around. I don't. Th- I think he's got a good thing going on in Houston. Um, and then Harbaugh, obviously, uh, just won a Natty. That would be insane if he goes anywhere. He would uh, definitely go up to the NFL. So I want to get your thoughts, like Dan Lanning, right? We all saw the yeah. we all saw the 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 pregame speech versus Colorado. It was electric. I loved it. But I mean, he just so knew he's so unproven. Then Lane Kiffin is an absolute wild card, who I would love for strictly entertainment value. But I just I don't know. Those are the the clear top two contenders that both kind of have. Some yeah. Plus. No.
0: No. It, I agree with you, and it's fascinating to see how this goes. I think active NFL coaches are pretty much not going to. They they come up, but I doubt they're going to happen. Harbaugh, I am almost you know, it's funny because we've we've been kind of talking about him you know pretty recently. Uh, and I was at his, I was in the the press conference at the national championship afterwards, and listening him talk about it, like, well, he didn't again. He never denies that he was interested in the NFL, but clearly now that he's won the national championship. That he set out to do. I think his only goal after this is to win the Super Bowl, having been to the Super Bowl, but actually winning it. So I think he's almost certainly off the table. He doesn't. He doesn't need it. You know, if he wanted to stay in college, <laughs> Michigan will happily let him stay there, no matter what comes out of the uh, of the of the off se- off the field stuff. Um, it's interesting you mentioned because there are uh, names being thrown around right now, and again, it's so early. Dan Lanning has been out there. Certainly, he's got a a 20 million dollar buyout but honestly Alabama you know they're going to find the money for that no matter who it is they'll find the they'll find the buyout and the only reason why Dan Lanning has that buyout is because Oregon's been burned before when Willie Taggart remember him uh went to Florida State remember when that happened um and uh Oregon uh obviously lost Mario Cristobal to Miami so that that's why they have that buyout there but i mean any determined team can do it Texas A&M has proven that you know it there, there's crazy money in all of the top level of sports, so that that wouldn't even be that wouldn't even be challenging their particular um, level of this. You know, Steve Sarkeesian's come up, although I'd be surprised he's got te- Texas is Texas is a competitor. I mean, they they are a peer. They could, I would be shocked if he were to leave. Dabo used to be the name, but I think Dabo Swinney's kind of over the last couple of years sort of soured it a little bit. I mean, the fact that he's so almost curmudgeonly refusing to evolve, you know, as much Anyone as fast as... Data. Anyone but
1: that well, Anyone
0: And that's the thing. It's like, I I always compared the two because Nick Saban would say, when a new rule would come up and he wasn't thrilled with it, Nick Saban's approach would be like, look, this is a dumb rule. You guys don't want it, but if you do change it, uh, you're not... You're gonna, he's always basically say like, you're going to regret it because I'm going to be the best at it. You know, that, that would almost be how he'd phrase it when things like the portal... And, and NIL. It's like, all right, that's what you want to do. We'll play the game. And clearly they're recruiting Alabama can absolutely play the game at whatever level you put it at, especially when Nick Saban was in charge. Um, Kalen DeBoer's been out there as a Washington option. I think maybe he's particularly new. He, At least with Dan Lanning, he's an SEC background guy. He at least would plug in more. I think Kalen DeBoer would be a little bit of a wild card. I would be surprised there. Mike Norvell, Florida state has certainly come up. Um, That would be an interesting one. Imagine you just, you know, you went, (laughs) you went undefeated uh, in your in the ACC and you couldn't get into the playoff. Imagine taking the the head coaching job of the team that got the spot that you thought you deserved. I mean, that it would be an interesting line. Lane Kiffin's a fascinating one. I completely agree because I, I remember last year he had said this. So I looked up the quote in July of 2022. You know, what could you possibly do right if you don't win the national championship everywhere? You're going to follow Nick Saban, Alabama? No, that would not be a good decision for anyone. Um, So, you know, that's what he said. Of course, I mean, plenty of coaches have said things and made big pronouncements that they're not going to, I don't know, leave LSU for the Dolphins or leave the Dolphins to coach Alabama. I mean, coaches, that's how they are. I mean, you're committed to the role until you take the next one. So. I mean, plausibly Kiffin could be someone out there. There have been some other like ridiculous names out there. Someone threw out, I think it was Pete family. I almost wonder, was he like trying to round out the list? Cause he threw out like Marcus Freeman. I'm like, that's uh, no, he hasn't made enough of a, an impact at at Notre Dame for that. And James Franklin, I'm like, his agent just seems to get him injected in every conversation. But that one, I can't even imagine the Alabama response. If, if the James Franklin name started to show up, um, as a candidate, but, uh, I I think it's going to be intriguing. I think Alabama will certainly have the wherewithal and the finances to get whomever they want. I don't think anyone's doubting that for even a second.
1: Right. I also think it's very interesting that um, this decision comes right before the change in college football as well. Um, He always said that he would leave if it never became like it wasn't fun anymore. Right. Um, And so I think, he had to weigh his options here. Like we did potentially have um, an incoming championship year on the line. Right. But with the new changes in college football and the playoff situation, I think it comes down to, okay, the the NILs, all this, um, it's become too much. It's not really about the game anymore. It's more about, okay, how many are you winning? Um, how much do you have to pay? Like it's it's about money and it's about – Um, uh, something other than the game and the development of players. And so I think this is something that he had to kind of weigh in his own mind of like, okay, well, what's going to be the best outcome for me personally, the players, the game. And I think going into this new season of this whole new season of college football, I think it'll be refreshing for all the other fans that aren't Alabama, obviously sad for us, but it will kind of give a new, a whole new refreshment on the game. Like now that, you know, kind of Saban's off the table, it's, it's a wild card and it's, it's anyone's game now.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think it's going to be intriguing to see how this works out in the playoff race for the 12 teams now. So, Oh my goodness. Uh, I mean, I was already excited for the 12 team playoff. This just completely, I mean, this, this means it, it does feel like one more part of a new era. Um, you could argue maybe Kirby smarts now taking that spot in the sec Um, But certainly it's going to be interesting. You know, I tried to let up a a gentleman by the name of Miles, and and it seems like it knocked him out. But uh, uh, fifth quarter Clemson, I I
4: was able to catch you up. So what's on your mind?
5: Um, Well,
4: first off, this is a historic day in college football. The undeniable GOAT has decided to hang up the clipboard and the whistle Uh, And I agree with Brits, anyone but Dabo Sweeney. Dabo Sweeney's a complete bum. He hasn't won a championship in five years. There are children learning how to talk who haven't seen a Clemson National Championship under Dabo Sweeney. I think that completely rules him out, uh, right? But, uh, (laughs) no, um, I think it's a strong possibility. Uh, He's going to get a phone call. I know a lot of fans, um, including Brits, wouldn't want it because you know he hasn't used the portal and he says some quirky, cringy things and this and that and that and this. Um, but you know, he's gonna get a call, he's gonna get an offer. I would like to think he's not going to make that mistake. And I'm not saying a mistake like Bama's not the number one job in all of college football, because it is, but the mistake of following the undeniable goat is something that should be left to a younger coach who has a lot more to gain if if and when that that doesn't work out right cuz Bama's roster is set they are a national championship team plug and play next year arguably top 3 team in the country and you know i it, it wouldn't surprise me if bama gives a young guy the reins to you know go this is your chance to prove yourself and a name that you guys hadn't mentioned yet was Luke fickle. You know, I think that's a younger ish guy who you can bring in from Wisconsin. He, he's like recruited decently there. Uh, he's really handcuffed with just being out of Wisconsin, but he did great things at Cincinnati. I think like you could do that. Um, I do agree. Marcus Freeman. Uh, he's just, he, Notre Dame's a top five program in the nation, you know, for like a coach and he hasn't done anything there, uh, really significantly, but let, let a young guy make that so-called mistake following the goat. And then if they do well, more power to them, absolutely put them on that pedestal. But if it doesn't work out, you know, at least his career is not completely ruined and, and, and his entire, you know, um, Right, just, his
0: legacy isn't just sealed as being the guy who followed Nick Saban. Absolutely, but yeah, no, I, I gotta say, Fickle, I, I, I I don't think would would float very well with the, the the Bama faithful. But Dan Lanning does seem to fit into that mold, like young guy, whole career ahead of him. People might just say, oh, well, you know, he did great at Oregon, but he just like, Alabama was just too much, perhaps, and maybe we'll develop into something, but I think if they were going, the young guy would pick that by the way, when you started out the way you were talking about Clemson, like, do we have Tyler from Spartanburg up on here? You know? Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, no, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I uh, I think the young, the young coach would be something interesting for this because um, yeah, it would give them a little more runway and an opportunity to bounce back if it doesn't entirely work out. But yeah, I think the Alabama faithful are going to want someone at that very, very top. Someone who has, who has done well. Um, and and I and while Luke Fickle has been decent, uh, what worked at Cincinnati, I'm not sure people would. I mean, it's weird how sometimes fans are. They might still just think like, well, Wisconsin. What's Wisconsin done? Um, even though it, it would it would sort of discount what he was able to achieve at Cincy. But thanks for joining us. I want to get a. I see I got a couple more people here.
5: Yeah, That's actually, easier. I do have. Oh sure, go ahead. I, I do
4: have one one quick question for Brits. You know, she did say anyone but Dabo. I would love to kind of understand like that that whole thought process because, like, I do agree. You know, he's not using the Portland stuff, but I mean, he's number two, number three coach in all of college football right now.
1: Mm, he's all top. No, I just no,
6: no, never Dabo. No, <laughs> no.
1: He's all talk. I just don't – like, I would rather see – you're talking about a young coach. Like, I'd rather see Lane Kiffin. Like, I – and I'm not even saying, like, Kiffin's necessarily a better coach. I would just – I just do not like Dabo. Um, I feel like he's all talk, and he can't actually deliver. And I don't want him to come in and mess up what great foundation we already have. Like, if you – when you say you can build, then don't come in and build off someone else's. No, don't take absolutely.
4: the absolutely talk two national championships and beating out twice. You know, like, it's not like he's just, you know, uh, he's he, he, he he's always been the bridesmaid, never the bride. I mean, he's the only coach in college football history now to have beaten Nick Saban twice in a national championship game. And he's only lost three of them ever, you know. So, I mean, like, he does talk a lot and he says quirky and cringy things. You know, I'm a, you know, born and raised Clemson fan. I'm like, man, why would you say something stupid like that? Right. But I just like, you can't say that, you know, an active multinational championship coach who has, by the way, done it without having a single number one recruiting class ever, you know, who has been able to do it at little old Clemson, you know, just a, Podunk school in upstate South Carolina, like you can't just say he, he, he's a talk When he's done it twice and you know, like let's not let the record Forget the fact that prior to that 2018 game Everyone was calling that Bama team the best ever You know, I you know, like it's it's not a Mandela effect Everyone said it this might be the best Saban team ever with one of the best Saban rosters ever. I mean like that 18 team was ungodly good and Clemson made right, them bro, look like they didn't even deserve it. To
6: here's my question to you. What's Dabo done since
1: 2019?
6: Oh yeah, I mean,
4: like he, made the, playoffs, he, he made the playoffs, he made the playoffs in 2020, you know. Um, and, and 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 no, like I'll agree, like he is and he still won't use he the is portal. He has slid, he has slid. slid, but you know, the like the argument that people are bringing up like about the portal, you only have 85 scholarships. Last year, we had 88 scholarship players. Two weeks before the semester started, Clemson was going to have to pull scholarships from certain players. Like Dabo had said, he was going to have to do that.
0: Whoa! And this
4: man, Dabo, the, lost the, Duke, their I decision kind of,
0: was no. Let's. Uh. Let I want to let Matt get his thoughts in here because he's been patient and 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 I know he's he's chomping at the bit to join in this conversation. Um. But uh, you know, one thought on that, I just have to say, yeah, I do agree. I, if this were three years ago, I think Dabo would have been more of a lock. But the last three years compared to that run has been a little bit more a little more concerning. It's been uh, trash. That's...
6: Let's keep it real. It's been trash. It's been well uh, hey, I remember
0: Clemson. I remember Clemson before Dabo. So that trust me, it can be a lot worse. But yeah, uh Yeah
6: y'all remember that y'all remember Bama before Saban? I, I'm I'm sure there's a half of y'all probably don't.
0: Yeah, is it scary? There's people who don't remember that period of time. But uh, what are your thoughts on this retirement, though? I'd love to hear your thoughts here, Matt. I'm completely shocked.
6: Uh, I, I literally woke up, uh, and my phone's going off. I'm like, yo, I'm like, what the hell's going on? I look, and the first thing I see is the ESPN. I think everybody saw the ESPN thing first. I'm like, okay, so if ESPN got it, let me look at Twitter. So I open up Twitter, Bleacher Report, like, Everybody, literally everybody under the sun. Uh, all right, so I guess it's official. Ain't no troll. Okay, well, now I'm thinking, okay, who who are we going to go after? Well, obviously Dan Landing's name gets thrown in there. Lane Kiffin, Sark, Dabo. Uh, I'm like, okay. Uh, all right, well, then I'm thinking, okay, who's going to leave? Because now the transfer portal uh, window is now open for another 30 days. Well, there's somebody I was in a space with, in another space with, her nephew is on the team. So far, most of the players want to stay. Now, as far as the new kids that just came in, like Julian saying and all them, we're still waiting to see what they do. But, yeah, that, that's pretty much where the kids – everybody's shocked. Nobody knew uh, except some of the staff a few minutes before he came in. They did a players-only meeting. Or not players only, but, you know, a regular team meeting, and he broke the news. He said, basically, uh, I feel like I'm getting too old, I'm tired, and this is it. So, uh, it is what it is.
1: I think this was truly one of his best coaching jobs this past season. Like, we watched these guys come from, oof, to, yeah. like, to championship-level playing which is incredible which goes to say like yes he's tired he's old but he still had it in him and so knowing that and knowing trying to see them through the whole way I could I can just see it like now like looking back um he was really trying to just finish it off right and you know he kept saying finish finish um and I just I feel so bad that that was the last game with him but he really did an amazing coaching job on this team. And I really think it'll show the culture of the team and everyone on this team of who they can get to stay and who they can convince those new guys to continue to stay as well, even with whoever coach. And you if know you committed
6: they- and you decide to decommit, <laughs> you never was committed in the first place. I ain't trying to hear exactly.
1: It.
0: You know, I just, by the way, I noticed as this space has been going on the, the official, uh, st- and I dropped it in the comment to the official statement on the Alabama, uh, website, uh, has been dropped that. Yeah. He announces his retirement after 17 seasons at Alabama. So, I mean, not that anyone, I mean, the, it, it was pretty, this is one of those rumors that the when it came out in the level of, of, uh, of reporting that came out, we knew it was going to be for real, but yeah, hundred percent he's, he's, it's over. Um, which is just wild to say. I mean, you know, celebrations in some places. I mean, I saw a Tumor, of, Little
6: brother will never not be <laughs> little brother. They are literally rolling Tumor's corner
0: yeah, because of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what—to yeah, be honest, for, as, for those of us in college football, just neutral fans, this is the, what we love about the sport. I mean, <laughs> when when your rivals will do something like that, that, that is something else. What can I say? You know, FQ, uh, pardon me, final quarter Clemson. I know, probably not final quarter, fifth quarter Clemson. I know you wanted to say something. And then I've let up also AT, um, AT uh of uh, uh, 2015. fifteen. will get you in here in a second as well. But uh, final, fifth quarter, sorry, fifth quarter.
4: Uh, what's What's a, just a quick uh, comment and let's move on. No, absolutely. Uh, I'll just quick. Do, do we think that Saban might stay in some form of like an administration role or
7: more Uh, of like a, you know, like a
4: hands-off like athletic department field.
1: I think for the first year, I, I think think he has enough respect to to just kind of sit back. Yeah. Yeah. I think he'll, he'll step in and just, (laughs) is it going to be like
0: what they said with Pete Carroll? Is he going to evolve into something? (laughs) <laughs> when yeah, at, he has was,
1: I, respect. To, isn't that to just so funny that, that
0: like stuff. so much, these two were, were announced on the same day, like Pete Carroll at the Seahawks and then uh, and, and, and Nick Saban? My goodness. You know, a lot of people, and I know this has been in discussion over the past couple of years at least, that it seems like the rumor is ESPN would love to have him take over for Corso, and it sounds like he wouldn't mind that idea. Um, but, of course, everyone's being respectful to Lee Corso who wants to stay on. It's kind of what's keeping him alive in a, in a lot of ways, but um, man, that would be interesting. I mean, because you know, they probably have to change it a little bit because I I I admit the idea of Nick Saban suddenly turning really loose and saying like, "Give me that, give me that," you know, duck head or something, and putting it on at the end of the show would be a little bit out of character for him. Um, but you know, who knows what 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 sort of. Um, direction he'd like to go with it you know another thing that came up and i was listening to this on uh, another discussion and it's come up before in in various articles and podcasts with with you know strong sources coaches whenever they've said like we would love to have a commissioner of college football there they always would say gosh if nick saban were in coaching he would be like the ultimate person for this this hypothetical job and i want to be very clear like it's unclear where that would come from now with What's being brought up? I mean, for example, with Charlie Baker, the head of the NCAA, uh, in the past couple of months, the idea of creating a, a new division for the very, very top of college football, which has been discussed. I want to be clear before, um, in the in years before, because you know, with the idea of inevitably compensating players, seems to be something that's coming. The very top teams will have no problems doing that. Alabama is obviously included in that group. What would happen to that group? Would they become sort of a semi-pro league? Would you have to have a commissioner? Then suddenly Nick Saban does become like the most attractive person because he's a person who would get it done. Um, and I think that's that's the reason that makes him so um, attractive for that hypothetical position were one to ever come up. But I just wanted to throw that out there. But, uh, you know, A.T. and I apologize. I'm angling this every time I say it. What's on your mind? You've been super patient.
8: Well, roll tide, all first off. Uh, it, tide, um, it, it's a shock today, y'all. Um, I think one of the greatest coaches of lie of our great of our time uh, just retired today. But we, I kind of had a feeling it was coming sooner rather than later. I just didn't expect it to be today. It was supposed to be like a normal Wednesday for, for everybody, and like around like what five thirty, six o'clock, we get the news from ESPN um, that he was retiring. But we got to counter into the fact of. This year or this upcoming season, we are going to twelve. And not only that, the season is going to be a lot longer. I mean, at 72 years old, I mean Saban's gotta be thinking, we gotta go an extra month. I mean, the national championship's not till like January twentieth. Like <laughs> I don't think Saban mm-hmm. wants to be doing this. I mean, I, I would expect that maybe he'll run out his contract till 2027. That's how long we signed him for. But to go this season i just i wasn't it was unexpected the fact that it was just going to be a lot longer the nil deals the whole transfer portal i mean that it's just it's all mounting up to be like hey i don't want to do this no more i mean i you might just ride off in the sunset you, you got one more shot at it you had one more shot at it this year and it, it's just it's just a sad day but we, we kind of saw it coming i just didn't expect it to be so soon
1: you're right i was saying, yeah. I was saying the same thing um I, I think he had to take into consideration like the the new era of college football and if he wanted to even step foot in it. And I think this is unfortunate how he had to go out. Um, I mean, knowing that I watched his final win is like, oh my God. Um, and now that makes me like that much sadder that I didn't go to Pasadena, like when I had the chance. Um, but I think knowing that he has he had to make a choice like am i going to step into this next era or am i going to go out on top of being the greatest of all time of this past era of college football um and it's it'll be refreshing um very very interesting road ahead um who do you think you want as the coach if you got a choice um
8: if i had to choose i think, every, I might, I might think uh, my top pick would probably be dan lanning uh that probably be my first call to uh we, we definitely yeah. have the capital to go Get the 20 million to get his buyout. Um, another one I probably would look into is Glenn Schumann from Georgia. I mean, we'll look into that as well. Yep. Uh, I do not want anything to do with Brian, o, uh, Bill O'Brien, or uh, the only problem, the only oh, problem, the only problem I got, the only problem I got the bonus pick with Lane is the fact that we might, we might have to deal with Pete Golden again if he, if Lane were to be hired. I oh, don't. God. I don't think I do not want that. I've already lived through it once. I don't want to live through it again. Um, that's the only problem I have with Lane Kiffin. Otherwise, Lane would be a good choice as well. Uh, the I mean, the offense was definitely dynamic under Lane Kiffin when he was around as the offensive coordinator. Um, I think Glenn Schumann would be a good pick, as, especially for his defensive mind and how he got Georgia's defense together. Um, I think a lot of it's just going to be up to who really, who's going to, whoever's going to take this job's going to have big shoes to fill, Um, but they're going to be set. And let me just, let's just, let's be clear. They're not going to be, we're going to have to, we're not going to have to start over to at least 27. I mean, we're not, the new coach is going to have easily a good, good setup. They're just, they're just gonna have big shoes to fill. Cause we're going to, it may not be, you know, we're going to go undefeated, but that's great. That's okay too, because next year we can go up to three losses. I mean, we're we're not looking at, Oh, we're one, one loss and we're done. Our season's pretty much cooked. You know, then we're kind of like hoping and praying that everything just kind of falls in our order. We can go up to two losses next season and be like, okay, we're still in it. And it's going to it's going to change the whole dynamic of college football. You're going to have teams, you know, like Liberty and all these smaller schools are going to compete and going undefeated and going into the 12 team playoff. So it's going to be interesting. Um, But, you know, to say the least, whoever takes this job will be set And with uh, Saban announcing the retirement day on kind of like the last day of the transfer portal. Now they'll have the extra 30 days, but let's, let's think, let's think 30 days to get everything together. You have to get enrolled. You have to get accepted. You have to move. I mean, I mean, the only thing, the only thing that would hurt us was our upcoming recruiting class, the ones we just recruited. But I think a lot of the people we have right now will probably stay. I mean, it, it's just, it's just, gonna, that's how I see it. <laughs>
0: You know, you brought up something that that made me think of uh, the next coach might get the Larry. I always call it the Larry Coker effect because Larry Coker comes to Miami, inherits an incredible team, and wins the national championship his first season, and then Miami trails off. And then it turns out, oh, it's actually Larry Coker isn't necessarily the greatest at maintaining what he the keys he was handed. But I agree, like Alabama, whoever is the head coach is going to inherit an incredibly talented roster and can do a lot, probably. Um, without even necessarily having the, the same level of skills, I mean, obviously, I'm sure there's a strong chance that you'll get someone who can come very close to Nick Saban. I don't think anyone can, um, quite replace him. Ski Master Murphy, I see your head up, and then I'm going to let up uh, Parlay Joe. Yeah, I just wanted to throw two
2: names in that just because of how crazy college football is and how extremely if you say if
0: you say bad, Deion Sanders, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a hard it, no,
2: time. no, 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 no. It, is even better, and how dramatic the SEC is. I would say, for like a long, a long-term coach to come out of nowhere that they might pick Jimbo Fisher could be a realistic, crazy call they make. But no. also, like I like guess you said, the Larry Coker effect. Someone who get someone who I could see them possibly going for with like a one-year mercenary contract just for him to come in, win the championship, and leave like Kawhi Leonard given how flimsy things are for him right now, could be Bill
0: Belichick. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, I, oh, that would be I, – I, can you imagine how – I can't imagine Bill Belichick as a college football coach because can you imagine like, wait, I have to recruit these idiots? You know, like I have to go to <laughs> – that, that's, that's why That's why I said a one-year mercenary contract. He doesn't come in – he just takes this team, wins the championship, and
2: is done with it. All right, this is the official
0: statement from Greg Byrne. Hey, thanks for sharing that, by the way. I just saw it pop up. But, yeah, Yeah. as with any coaching search, our goal is to be thorough but expedient. Our ideal candidate will be strong in recruiting and relationship building, player development, excel in X's and O's, and have the overall ability to lead this historic program. There will be plenty of rumors out there during this process. Next time I talk publicly will be to announce head Coach. That's awesome. If you don't hear from me, me
9: on Sanders,
0: though. If you don't hear from me, don't believe it. Boys, oh my up. goodness. So, so they're not going to necessarily they're not necessarily going to have a, a like that that unfortunate uh, hiring cycle uh Tennessee had a few season I mean a little while ago but where it turned into a, a three ring circus. So I well, think Alabama. So, be so like to I'll just say this so. right now uh
6: going off of that statement it ain't dabo. Yeah, it better not be dabo. I don't want dabo.
9: Yeah,
0: because David can't recruit. <laughs> yeah, it'll be an interesting one to see how that one how this all pans out for sure. Let's see here. Um hey
1: Joe, who do you want?
0: Who do I want? I kind of like Schumann,
9: but like Dan Lanning is really like
0: You know, it's gonna be interesting too. I wonder, because with all of this stuff going on, assuming Greg Byrne may have known a little further ahead or at least had a, you know, if Saban, whatever happens, you know, yeah. Plan B. I wonder, like who his list was and how quickly they were able to act on it. Like do they do, I mean, I, I, if I were an AD, I'd be like talking to the agents cause I'm sure they, they hear from these agents all the time. Like, Hey, you know, just, uh, let, let's keep in touch. You know, Let's keep in touch with a wink, you know, and is it as quickly as that, how quickly can you, can you turn it around? I mean, especially now that all these coaches are done with their your bowls, you don't have the distraction. This is when they're kind of taking a, a half second breather, before they have to head out and start recruiting again. Um, yeah, no, I mean, the, the champion of the Fiesta Bowl, the Slayer of Liberty, why not, why not bring him over, you know? Uh. uh but parley, Joe, what else is on your mind uh, You've been super patient. Um, not much. I mean,
9: what, if Dion was to be the coach, what, what do you guys think? I don't
8: think they're oh, really God. loud, but.
6: Bro, I would, I would, I would literally jump off a bridge. No,
9: nah, I don't want,
8: I don't Even want as an old- that's, that's yeah. just going to be a disaster. That's too much of a, show me the money. Ordeal
6: than it is um, football. Hockey. Like the man. No, no. I, bro, I. Oh, my God. I don't know what I would do, honestly, if it was a deal. <laughs> I would. I would get honestly, removed, the- get my tattoo frankly. removed and then uh, enter the fan portal. I don't know, dog. I, I, <laughs> the bro. fan portal? Oh, we Jesus, have a bunch bro. of fans, though. We have
8: new fans coming out every single day.
6: Oh, my God. Bro, I really don't know. know and I wouldn't do any of that. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. But I just.
9: What if Stoops was the coach? Stoops? Yeah. Boy,
6: stop.
1: I know not. <laughs> what? <Dude. laughs> yeah,
9: <that's,
6: laughs> I heard some trolls saying that. Buy, head, trolls that. Say buy, buy yeah, your and head.
1: they're trolls for a reason, Joe. Hey, hey.
6: Joe, buy your own head, fam. Mm,
1: wait, okay, so I have a question. Why Why landing over Sark? I like that's what I'm cause... saying.
8: Like I'd take I take sarc. I know.
1: That's well, why. I'm like. Why? Why are people I don't saying Manning? I
8: think. Texas is going to literally match whatever we get. Yeah, I
0: think the problem is Texas can compete with Alabama. That's the problem. It's it's a it would be a lateral move, and I think Texas going into the SEC will absolutely go to the mattresses to keep. Um, where they stuff all their oil money to to keep uh, to keep Sark at whatever cost possible. I think it's too much of a uh, it's too much of a move that it would be. You you know, know. And Sark's happy, like it's but not like what if exactly. a lot of, I've seen a lot of yeah. people say. I've seen a lot of
6: people say, "What if it's Kirby?" won <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the
8: Falcons' job, man. What are you uh-uh. talking about?
9: Going to the Falcons soon. <laughs> I think people are scared of if it was
1: Kirby. Georgia would
6: have. Oh, Georgia would have the biggest meltdown in the world. <laughs>
8: Bro, Tennessee <laughs> would have a huge meltdown. Oh, That'd be funny.
0: Let them meltdown. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh uh, yeah, I would it, love that. We are, we are in we truly are in the in the like the silly season like in a short period of time. Because I mean, we season. thought we were I done with it. it. We thought we were done with it, and then suddenly, you know, like this, you couldn't have you couldn't have un, uncapped a bigger. Uh, Coaching carousel, because this is going to have – I mean, I assume it's going to be another head coach. I mean, it could be a coordinator uh, like Glenn Schumann, but it, I mean, more likely oh, than know. not, it's going to be head coach. And it's, it means we're going to get another head coaching search right after this, um, probably for a prominent job because it's not like Alabama is going to pick somebody who no one's going to care about. It's going to be somewhat big, so another school is going to have a big recruiting search right after this. So who knows? We could be in February and still be looking for some school with a new head coach. Yeah, this, you know,
2: this is going to lead to like a recruiting arms race cascade. Because like, let's say, just for sakes, let's say it is Dan Lennon. So now Alabama recruits in the transfer portal, then Oregon's in the transfer portal. Oregon gets another good coach, then those kids in the transfer portal. This is just going to create a... A domino a, effect. The swirl is just going to be crazy. It's, it's going to be an arms race and nothing, nothing's going to make sense.
6: And then another thing I'm thinking about, I don't know about the other Bama fans in here is uh, how does our like how, you know, whoever their new coach is, what's going to happen with our NIL? Like, are they going to change what's it? Because
9: Ryan Williams is already, I, bro.
6: I don't care about Ryan Williams. i tell you this right now. I really don't care. Uh, he didn't seem all locked talking. in to begin with, in my opinion. So, so Julian, he, he want to decommit, decommit and go, go ahead. Gonna
9: be, are you going to care about that? You said what. If Julian Sane decommits, do we care about that? And he that? never
6: was really, truly committed. Like, if you commit and decommit because Saban leaves, like, I mean, you're not committed to the program, you're committed to saving
0: Right. I think it will be interesting to see. I, I could see some shifts happening when a new coach gets hired. Because then you might get, like, oh, they look at what the guy ran at his previous school, and they might be a little more skeptical. But I think anything in the initial run, I kind of agree that that's bitterly to be to be leaving any school. You know, it's it's going to be interesting too. By the way, I love that point about the uh the 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 chain effect we're going to get with 30-day transfer portals opening up. I mean, this is going to also piss off all the other head coaches because think about it. They they're already angry about this schedule and how busy it gets, especially in December because of the academic school year they have to do, you know, these these the the regular transfer window opens up so people can kind of get into these new schools, and now suddenly it's like, "Oh great, I got to I have to decide whether I want to go after this. This and and to be fair, it might be limited only because so many of these rosters are already going to be kind of full at that point. I mean, unless you're going whole hog, Dion, and just telling people like, ah, sorry, you're no longer on the team. I mean, most programs are going to be pretty locked into who they have, but it's going to be makes for some interesting situations. You know, I want to get to Chris. He's been really patient, and I see his hand up. Um, what's on your mind, Chris? Hey,
10: um, everybody keeps mentioning Dan Lanning, and He's done well in Oregon, but so did Cristobal, so did Willie. Like, these schools. and everybody goes, well, Willie's going to have way more talent to pick from in Florida. Willie's going to have way more money to use at Florida Florida State. You know, Cristobal, Miami, think of the talent Miami. Cristobal's about to to be winning 11 games, and then they both fell flat on their face. What's going to keep Lanny from doing the same thing? And my other thing is, is, I understand Alabama has beat the tar out of my Tennessee Vols for the better part of 15 years with Saban there. But Alabama fans, and I I get it because a lot of them became Alabama fans. A lot of them are younger and stuff like that. Alabama was a school that got told no by a Big East coach before Nick Saban got hired. Like, they're going to have some good people wanting that job, but to think that it's just going to go off without a beat is silly because it didn't go off without a beat after Bear. It didn't go off without a beat after uh gene Stallings. so to think that just somebody's just going to come in and we're going to be able to get away with with nick saban shine forever i think is a little cart before the horse
0: you know chris i think you've kind of um the, the two points you made are actually arguably kind of why dan lanning might be somewhat attractive only because we've talked about it before but who wants to be the one to follow nick Saban? it's such a tough job you want a young coach who probably has an opportunity. To to build their career back up if it doesn't go so well, maybe they get the that Larry Coker effect with that initial year or two. You know, just the sheer talent of the team wins another championship with a with a decent coach. Um, you're right, Lanning is still fairly new. We don't entirely know um, uh, how well he's going to do. I have to admit that what he's done at Oregon has been impressive, I and mean, what made Oregon such a tough team is how physical he made it, how we made it different than a lot of the other pac 12 schools because he he kind of brought that SEC mentality especially in things like being physical on the line and all of that stuff I mean that's why each time they played Washington this season everyone thought they were gonna they were gonna beat them exactly. uh, and then of course
10: but they're outspending I mean they are outspending by seven figures everybody but USC on the west coast and the USC had its had its issues but like if he comes to Alabama Alabama's got money don't get me wrong But so does Georgia, so does Auburn, so does LSU, so does Tennessee, so does Texas A&M. Texas and Oklahoma are coming in the conference. Like, you can't just get away with, well, I'm just going to go, Georgia didn't want Jordan James. We're going to go get him and bring him up to Oregon and have the best talent and still not win the conference. Like, I just think Dan Lanning's kind of, I don't know, man. I I think it, it would be a mistake to pull another Oregon coach, I think. Oregon kind of props itself up in the conference it's been in and then when these coaches get to a place where everybody else is equal to them they're true coach
0: I have to say Oregon fans love you right now because they are very tired of people coming to them and and picking people out for sure um let's see here I wanted to let up Ace I see him up there again I'm gonna to try to get to to several more of you um this is RCfb talk 175 um Bob Ekaieri, I, I host these here at RCFB. Um, I do a show with Sean uh, J. Roger for CBS, but uh thought this would be a good time to do an emergency kind of Twitter space to hear people's thoughts on the news of Nick Saban's retirement, um, which was made official by the school in the middle of this space, but we all had assumed it was going to be official anyway. Um, and by the way, one thing we have to say is his coaching tree's one of the most amazing i mean not only the people that he brought up but his you know as as people have joked his famous rehabilitation program for uh nick saban schools for coaches who didn't coach very well and you know sark you know uh, K- kiffin so many that have gone through there it's just tremendous work here but ace what's on your mind um well first off i would i would
11: like to say uh I I definitely don't think that Sark is going to be coming from Texas. Sark is definitely not leaving Texas. They got, like you said, they got the money to keep him there. They got everything he already needs. He already established his culture. He already has his quarterback. Everything is pretty much already set there. Um, Honestly, I think it's either going to be Lanning or Kiffin, I really think lean more towards Kiffin because Kiffin can definitely work the portal offensive mind. We would just have to get a defensive coordinator in that's going to really run everything and have everything set up, to be honest with you. But, I mean, if they do lean towards Landon, then Lennon can definitely, uh, I think he can he can establish a culture there and, and continue a, a run. It might not be so Saban-esque, but I think he can definitely rattle off two or three if he can continue to build a culture, especially with everything we already have established.
0: Yeah, that, that, I don't think there's a lot of controversy there. I see a couple of hundreds on there. Uh, Parlay Joe, I saw your hand up.
9: Uh, yeah, this is uh, – don't get too mad about this, but what do you guys think about Urban Meyer coming back for two years and then his, when he wins a championship, he gets uh, a heart attack or some shit again?
2: Joe, I will let them know. Joe,
6: bow your head, bro. Bow your head. They read it. Hey,
2: bow this man's head. Was, uh, no, no. Jo- Joe is apparently one of like the football script writers. And that would
11: get a lot of oh. You got to hang There's that
8: out one that. That's, yeah. that. No, that's not it. Urban <laughs> definitely not. He's retired. <laughs> <laughs> we have one year of success and then 10 years of misery with him going to talking to all the girls.
0: Oh, my goodness. We're yeah. Sure. Is that the I mean, Jelly
1: Freshwater like, isn't that much better, so.
0: You're just lobbing bombs in the middle of this uh, in the middle of this <laughs> space. Uh, <laughs> you know, it is too bad. Kevin Steele is, is planning to retire. By the way, now you look at Kevin Steele's decision to retire. Did he have like a quiet conversation with with Coach Saban and these, you know, was like, you know, I'm uh, thinking about leaving and Steele was like, yeah, funny you say that or was it vice versa? You know, was that the conversation? Like Steele was the one who said like walked in like thinking about stepping down and <laughs> Coach Sabin was like, you. Uh so I, I can't even imagine it. But uh Matt, I see your hand up.
6: Yeah, all I know is that this uh 10 part 30 for 30 gonna go crazy.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Scheme S. Murphy, what did you want to add oh, to this? I can wait for 30
2: for 30. Yeah, I was just also thinking about you know steel going down as well, with Saban, um possibly Belichick and um uh Pete Carroll, like are all seventy two. This sort of makes me think now: Was Joe Paterno the only football coach truly willing to die on the sideline coaching? You Bro,
0: know, yeah. I, I yeah. think I think you could argue that Bobby Bowden was willing to, but he overstayed his welcome. They finally just eased him out. I what think about he. The
9: from Kansas State.
0: Oh, Bill Snyder! He yeah, he kind of yeah. he yeah, went Bill out Snyder, on his own terms yeah, he, too. Yeah, I think He's still alive would have. don't oh, no,
9: terror. he was barely walking on the sideline that last year. I'm gonna be yeah, weird.
2: Bill Snyder's alive, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, so he was able to step, I mean, because remember, he retired and then came back, because I think it was Kevin Prince, they retired to replace him, pardon me, they hired to replace him, and then it didn't go well, and then he brought came back and and got Kansas State working again, and then stepped back again. So, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, (laughs) Wade Boggs is very much still alive. No, uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't resist that particular reference. Let's see here, Um, I think, oh yeah, Dr. Pepper Bucko, I got you up here. What's on your mind, our friend from Pitt?
9: hear
7: me out so i saw an article earlier explaining like all oh, like oh here here we could come here and i saw james franklin to oh he, hear me bro. out. Yeah, hear me
6: bro. out yeah, I'm good with
7: that. Uh, if you guys get him, you would never win another national championship you would get first uh, rounded every year
0: i think that's the consensus for him <laughs> But, no, we, you
6: know, forget a national actually, championship, but, we wouldn't even make a conference championship. What you talking like? What? You're giving that man too much credit.
7: already
0: <laughs> said you know, i, 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 see I, see I, I watch Alabama happen. games.
7: I, I, I,
0: I... I have to say, though, I have to say, I, I remember Pete Dammel, like one of his early tweets when all this was, was being announced, like he included James Franklin in there. And I'm like, that has to just be an autocomplete. Or something like that he just I'm has to have like new coach what you do when a grade a uh or the you know an s level coaching you know hiring comes open you have to maybe he's getting a little bit of a, a kickback from that agent that like just make sure he's included in every list he doesn't have to get it you can put him in the last person but just make sure he's in every list but uh yeah no he's he's certainly not a realistic uh person to expect there let's see here i wanted to add um, I see we've got a couple more people. I'll try to get some people up here. Seed Oil. Um, let's see here. Seed Oil, if you get a chance, just hit unmute. want to hear your thought. Let's see here. Sometimes there's a bit of a time delay when I let people up. Seed Oil, can you hear me? Just go ahead and unmute. Oh, might be having a little bit of audio problems there. No problem. I'm going to actually let up. Let's hear. Depressed Fan Fish Sports. Uh, if you get a chance, <laughs> unmute. Would love to hear from you.
9: All right. Uh, I had a couple guys in my mind for that, coaching. I was thinking Mike Rabel, maybe. Or maybe they're higher within with Tommy Reese. I know it doesn't sound Absolutely nobody not. wants to have.
6: But. Absolutely not. Tommy Reese. No to Tommy Reese. No to Tommy, Reese. <laughs> no to Tommy, <laughs> Tommy. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, about, I know how you uh, feel. That, that was a poor play
9: call execution. That's yeah, No, <laughs> my guy.
12: Hey, As yeah, a do Michigan, do Michigan
9: fan in here, that? you can't not, be Tommy Tom Reese. Tom last play he goes. He goes. Just do not come after Marcus Freeman. just kind of run up the middle. What a play call.
0: Yeah, and it's so funny, too, because Marcus Freeman also came up. And and again, I don't think he just hasn't been he, he's been a head coach for too little time. Um, and I mean, he hasn't been I'm not going to uh, he hasn't been terrible at Notre Dame, but he hasn't done enough where someone would be like, oh, yeah, totally. That's that's the guy you want to follow Nick Saban at at uh, Alabama. So he, I'm not saying he's bad, but he's, he hasn't simply just hasn't done enough um, with time. It's possible, certainly. But um yeah for sure let's see here i'm gonna also let up level up luke level up luke what's on your mind
13: i think i i joined in on i think the call maybe right after alabama was selected and i said you know hey don't don't hate me for being the one alabama fan on here but uh yeah this is like the day that we never thought would come so thank you for for doing this uh twitter spaces um man i i just heard the guy in front of me say Mike Vrabel and I heard that on cover three and I never would have considered that name but out of the top four or five I was thinking uh, wasn't on there as soon as I heard Mike Vrabel I was like man it kind of feels right that feels like a really good fit I don't think you'd ever go back to college with uh, you know NFL teams uh, definitely having a job opening for him but I mean Mike Vrabel feels good Uh you know D'Amico Ryan I think might be an interesting name once again would you go to college uh but the one i've been saying for the last seven years whenever saban would decide to retire would be dabo sweeney uh that is an alabama dude he's from the birmingham area played for alabama was an assistant i mean dabo's kind of fed up at Clemson right now and i think that <laughs> i think that might be might be kind of a time for him to, to move on And he doesn't have much to lose. I mean, honestly, he's already won championships. Um, Dan Lanning, I think the buyout's way too high. I don't see that happening. He's kind of the top name on the list, but why would you pay a $20 million buyout? And then why would Dan Lanning take the job and have all the pressure of being the successor to Nick Saban? Uh, I just, I don't see that happening.
0: Well, I, I, I'm going to jump in just because I know the I can well, – as you were speaking, I wish you could have seen the uh, shower. Oh, I, I of, see uh, it. I see yeah, it. Thumbs down.
13: <laughs> yeah, that was, that was spectacular. I mean, hey, look, I'm not out. saying Urban Myers, okay? I'm not I'm, – <laughs> I know, I'm not no, saying no, James I know, I know, I know. But
0: I, I have to say the Alabama fans, at least in this space, have been very much uh, unanimous against uh, – uh, Dabo, But Dan Lanning's an interesting one. I think they'd be willing to pay the $20 million. You brought up, though, an interesting point. I could see him being like, I don't know if I want to be the one to follow Nick Saban. I could see why he would absolutely love the job, but the only reason, the only thing I think that would ever hold him back is, holy hell, that's going to be a, a zoo. Of course, you want someone who's cocky enough to think they can do it, because if, if somebody is going to do it, it's going to be the person that has that level of of you know, uh, confidence, but, um,
13: and, and that's and, where I, I come in know, with Mike Vrabel. I think Mike Vrabel has the confidence, yeah. kind of the hard, the hard nose yes. appeal. Um, I just think the only concern there is, I think you also touched on a
0: lot of the guys in the NFL. They kind of want to stay in the NFL if they can. It's very rare. You find an NFL coach who wants to go back. It's, it's actually, you end up with someone like Nick Saban who goes there and just finds, this is not for me. I I hate this. And, and immediately goes back to college. um, but a lot of times when they go there, they, you know, you even get someone like Pete Carroll, who the only reason he went to college is because no one wanted him. I mean, you know, he had two college jobs with the Jets, and he is now he's the guy who was the pre- predecessor of Belichick. And then he didn't coach for a year because no one wanted to hire him. And then he's the fourth choice at USC because USC didn't want him either. And he was the only one who wanted the job. And then still, he wanted to eventually go back to the NFL. Um, you could make, they're nowhere, they're not entirely similar in personality at all. But Harbaugh's kind of, feeling that same way too. It's like a guy who's like, all right, I've proved I can do it here. I want to go back to the NFL and see if I can do it at that level. So that's with Vrabel and some of these other NFL guys, I think you have to, if they're hireable, if they can find that position, in the NFL, they, they usually like the way the the game works there versus the, the pretty nutty world of recruiting that now you have to navigate as a head coach. Um, and the fickle nature of, uh, you know kids that are in high school <laughs> trying to try to lure them and trying to lure people from other teams
13: it's, it's it's such a weird game now um and i could see um, why for example if, if you ahead. don't mind uh I, I just thought of my original question actually uh so the only time i can really remember hearing about this kind of situation happening where maybe the greatest coach of the era retires and somebody has to follow them was of course fair Bryant. uh i mean maybe you could say woody hayes but just from your knowledge, like, what situations like this have ever happened? And what is the outcome normally for that next coach?
0: Not great. I'll say that much. My, my immediate comparison is actually John Wooden, the UCLA head coach,
13: because you need someone
0: who has been literally a legend in their field. Um, And Bear Bryant as well is a good one, too. But, I mean, you know, if you look at what John Wooden did, that that is, it's like Nick Saban. I don't think anyone's going to be able to match that, um, especially as we're going to a 12-team playoff era. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's not necessarily great for the person that follows them. Let's see here. I, I saw a couple of hands go up. Um, before we move on to the next person, because I also want to keep this moving. Uh, let's see, at Leon, and I apologize. I keep mangling that one. I just uh, no,
8: actually, Joe, you go first, man. Your hand was up first. Yeah, go ahead, Joe. Oh, thanks. Uh,
9: yo, I was gonna since you guys were talking about NFL guys, I was just thinking of Brian Dable. You know, he's he was at. Alabama first, he could be one of those guys, like you said, about Saban who just, you know, didn't like the NFL because not doing too hot after this year, after last year. I see you guys have the thumbs up. I don't
8: really care.
0: <laughs> okay, A.T. Leon, what's your thought? Okay,
8: well, going back to that Dabo uh, concept real quick, the only reason why I don't want Dabo is we got to go before the NIL and before the transfer portal, that was when you had recruiting. Okay, that's when Dabo got in there and said, "Okay, we're going to go just keep doing what we're doing. We're going to recruit. We're going to talk to recruits." Now the game that has changed. We have you have to keep your eye on your transfers, and you have to let you have to use the transfer portal. There has to be a stipulation. If he were to be hired, if Greg burns said, "Hey, we're going to go with Dabo," there's got to be stipulations of you got to do transfer portal you're gonna have to there's gotta be stipulations if we were to hire dabo because you cannot keep doing what you're doing now because it's not working it's not working you've turned clemson back into clemsoning i mean it's it's, it's all it's a total disaster clemson i mean you, you barely get out and i'm knowing that let's go back let's just look at the acc for a sec okay let's we're going to take a guy from the acc all right we're looking we're he's going to be put into the sec which you're going to be going against texas oklahoma georgia can dabo get it done Compared playing, okay, we're playing uh Georgia Tech this week. I
9: didn't say Dabo Sweeney, bro. I said Brian Dabo, Dabo. No, no, no,
8: Dabble.
6: no, no. I'm not. I'm not. I, I, I
8: would like to have Brian I would. I would like to have him. Okay. He'd, I think he'd be a good coach. He came before, but I'm just saying. Going back to the Dabo, I'm just saying he would have to learn the culture of the SEC. He has not had a good winning record against these SEC. He's had what against us two two wins but most of the time two
6: and two versus uh the, actually he's uh three and two ver- he's
13: uh two and three versus Saban yeah two and
8: three against Saban but, that's
13: with but, an but, ACC team to be fair that's not yeah, with an yeah. SEC team I yeah
8: mean, well, the, he, he would the have the to time. learn okay I'm gonna
0: call. um I'm just <laughs> yeah I'm gonna I want to keep this moving just to, to allow a couple of other voices to pre- I'm gonna allow just press fan you been uh Oh, looks like I had a I had an audio issue on my side. Sorry about that, guys. I had, a, I had a it looks like I had a bit of a uh internet issue on my side. Um sorry about that. Let's see here. So um that was a good kind of uh cleansing moment. I'm gonna let up uh score uh let's see here. Scorpio. Scorpio, when you get a chance, feel free to unmute.
8: Yeah, this really feels like the end of an era. Pete Carroll, Bell Belchick, and Nick Saban all either stepping out or just play and leaving football, it it feels really we're ushering in a new era of the sport. I don't want to say finally, because it really felt like we were changing eras in 2020. Well, in 2019, when, you know, we saw LSU, we saw uh, Brady and Belichick not making it past the wildcard round, it really feels like, okay, an era is over, a new starting to commence.
0: Absolutely. I think this is, the way this shift has happened um, is is striking, particularly, you know, today again, seeing someone like Carol and Saban both, uh, well, <laughs> one voluntarily uh, get move on is, is utterly fascinating, and, and I agree on that point. Let's see here. Dylan, um, you're up here now as well. What's on your hey, mind? Hey, thanks for
7: having me. Um, I just wanted to say one thing about Dabo, and then I have a coaching prediction of my own. If this happened last year, I think Dabo would be the number one choice before a lot of his NIL um, animosities came out. But I think the obvious choice has to be Kiffin. Alabama's at this position where they need to win, and they need to win fast. And Kiffin has proven again and again that he can work the portal in NIL, and that's what they'll need to do because they don't have the time to give the coach two, three years to get their playbook in. they got to get it done next year, so I think Kiffin is the – the ultimate choice, and I'm a Penn Stater, so for you guys saying Franklin, please take him. Just get him out of State College. We are so sick of him. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. I think that would be the thing. I mean, it's always a bad news when you hire a coach and the other team is like, oh, cool, man. Thanks. Um, <laughs> we've seen that happen on a couple of times and it, it always ends up being yeah. true. Always ends up being there's a reason and why. Then if
7: Alabama uh, does have two, three years to let a guy build up a program, I think an interesting hire could be Joe Brady out of Buffalo. Um, he's a young guy, a lot to prove. His offenses have always been pretty electric, so I think that would just be a crazy left field hire, but I could definitely see it happening.
0: Yeah, I, I think definitely. I, I'm going to say this much: I bet Greg Byrne is going to pick like this, a safe, a safe candidate for the most part. Um, Ski Master Murphy, I see your hand up. Yeah, Lane Kiffin's been coming up
2: like a lot, in not just in here, but in the whole media sphere. And I just sort of think like. But I feel like there's sort of like an air of the coaches now, now that we're basically down to two super conferences, that the the good teams in these super conferences, like you're not going to be able to pull a coach away from another one. I mean, I know we all have a very sort of uh, opinion of Lane Kiffin that he's not as not that great. But I mean, him being at old Miss and them coming off uh, two 10-win seasons in the last three seasons – I don't think they're just going to allow him to just go to Alabama. And I, don't, and I think
0: he may not want to. Uh, I think he, he would take it, game. but I, I don't think Ole Miss could outbid Alabama. I just don't think it would happen. And 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 there's the cachet thing. I mean, Alabama is a true blue boy, I mean, in the truest sense of the word. And I think that will always kind of be attractive. I mean, but you're right. Maybe uh, I just don't know. I, I don't know if I, I see Lane Kiffin as a guy who's like, no, no, I want my legacy to be chiseled. I want my statue to be built here. In, uh, in Oxford, I could see him wanting to get to that highest level. I mean, man was crazy enough to play for Al Davis at at, uh, at uh, uh, <laughs> with the Raiders back in the day. So, yeah, I mean, he's willing to take it on. I don't know. That's just me. Um, Kiff-
7: Kiffin's that guy that will always look for the better job, and you can't really get much better than Alabama. So I think if they call, he's definitely going.
0: Yeah. Let's see here. I've let up Coach Clark, our uh, friend from uh, Western Oregon. What's going on? What's on your mind in all of this?
14: I've been I've I've spent a good percentage of my day crunching numbers on recruits. You know the saying goes, time moves on, all good things must end. Uh, I'm just looking forward to, you know, to uh, you know, with all this, we're a super conf, this the super conference stuff, the changing of the guard, you know, and I think it'll be an op, you know, with the expansion of the playoffs, it is going to be a great opportunity for all the greater five to show what they can do you know uh,
0: certainly um, yeah especially without with especially now that i mean alabama may be a weaker team i mean honestly well we certainly be a team in transition it's gonna have a lot of questions up and i uh, oh yeah, now i'm thinking i'm trying to imagine here imagine next season Lane Kiffin isn't the head coach of Alabama, but if, I don't know, I assume Ole Miss is playing Alabama next year. And pardon me, I don't know how the SEC's recreated their schedule, but can you imagine him still having fun, like, talking crap before that game and then imagining to then lose again to Alabama? That would be uh We actually
11: do not play them next year. We don't have them. Uh, we don't have Texas and it's like one more school we usually play that gives us a tough game that we don't play next year either.
6: Interesting. Mississippi State. Yeah,
11: yeah, yep Don't have to deal with the cowbells.
2: <laughs> yeah, don't God. have to
0: deal with
9: easy schedule.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's a very easy schedule. So, no. I'm just really um, hoping the expanded. Sorry, sorry, Ace. We got
6: Georgia at home. We got to go to LSU, to Tennessee, to Oklahoma. Uh, boy. Yeah,
0: Coach Clark. I know you wanted to add something. Oh. I guess I've been like a broken record on you know, the last
14: few weeks. I'm looking forward to the expanded playoffs. I think that and, you know, the regulation of the transfer portal is going to slow, you know, it's going to slow things down. You know, it can get, it was getting kind of insane there. They're going to, you know, make kids think about it before entering it, you know, go in for the right reasons. Uh, that too and, you know, that, that too. And I think with the expansion of the playoffs, we're going to see, you know, it's gonna be a lot almost like March madness, kinda, of, you know, you could call it September madness or something like that. Uh you know, yeah, we'll absolutely bracketology in the fall, you know, and it's it's like you're gonna see these schools that are in conference USA or Mountain West, you know, potentially upset the big dogs. And I'm kind of looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, I I definitely think the the expanded playoff is gonna be utterly fascinating. I cannot wait to see that you know i am going to just i apologize here i have to make a couple of quick switches on here That's fine. It looks like i'm having a no, no. i'm having a little bit of trouble with some of this uh trying to let a few more people up here let me see that should work um i had to drop one person to let one person up i think i hit the max on how many people could be up here so i apologize about that let's see here big game wildcat if you
9: make big game. people co-host you get more people in here
0: hey yeah. <laughs> Hey, what's up guys go ahead big game okay. um so i i
15: know you guys are quick to knock on Dabo, and um rightfully so i know that um as an alabama fan obviously you guys aren't gonna really want Dabo. i i can understand it um but just be careful about what you wish for because greg burns is very close friends to rich rodriguez who he hired at arizona so just be careful about what you wish for i would much rather have Dabo if um i was talking about head coaches than p- potentially like rich rodriguez or james franklin so you know i i know you guys are quick to pull the
0: trigger here but just be careful about what you wish for you know that is always an interesting question no matter who gets hired it's going to be like what about the other guy what what you know unless uh, the next person is just a continuation of of what we're seeing with, with Nick Saban or close to it. Um, that's always the big question. Like what if we had hired the other one? Um, TBD we'll see. Um, certainly, uh, excuse me. Certainly there's, there's, uh, there's potential with a lot of these folks. Um, let's see here. You know, I think I was able to, oh, wait, no, let me see here. Sorry. One second. Um, I'm going to have to be a little more, uh, moving the line a little bit there. Let me see here. There we go. Thank you all for your patience with this. Um, it's always fun to do a Twitter Space. It's always nice when we have a lot of people interested. Looks like Seed Oil Lover. We finally got you up here. So you've been super patient. What is on yeah, your mind? Yeah, thank you about
16: that. Sorry, last time whenever you like tap me to get up here, it mutes everything, and so I can't hear you at all, and so I don't know what's going on. But
0: yeah, no problem. And actually, the funny thing that happens, and we've learned this. Uh, actually, I learned it uh, when I went on a as a guest on somebody else's space. When you're led up to the stage, um, whatever time delay you're hearing the show on will will disappear in a moment. So suddenly it's like you jump forward in time and you're like, wait, what What just happened? What's going on? I, I don't know what's being said here. But uh, but no, thanks for your patience. What's on your mind, man? Oh, well,
16: I'm an Oregon fan, so what's not on my mind right now? Oh, my goodness. Yeah, but I guess I have a question and like anyone, feel free to chime in actually before my question i'm gonna uh, address the fact that like people are talking i think it was like dylan you're mentioning that uh like lane kiffin's obviously the first like look and i think ace was up here earlier saying like sark isn't gonna be it because he's got money and all that stuff at texas and i'm just like wondering like what dan landing like like i feel like he meets that criteria But more than anything my question is how big of a problem is the buyout because I mean, I don't. I can't really contextualize twenty million dollars. I'm a normal guy, Um, and every program gets their money from you know various sources, some differently than others. And I just want to know, like, is that something to sneeze at? But is that going to be a problem if Bama really wants Dan Lanning?
0: I don't think it will be a problem. I think Alabama is is absolutely a school with the passion, and they may not have necessarily. You know, well, uh, historically, before he passed away, Oklahoma State obviously had uh, uh, Pickens, who could pay whatever he wanted. Oregon has, you know, as I mean, he's getting up there in years, but, you know, has all the Nike money. Texas and Texas A&M have all that wild oil money, and and SMU has its own. That's (laughs) why they were willing to take zero money to just join the (laughs) ACC as the ship sinks with them aboard. But the, um, you know, so I... That said, Alabama can do it. They they have the passion. I think that won't be a problem if they really want him, they'll get him. But I could see a lot of other questions. I don't know if Dan Lanning would be would be wanting to necessarily take that that spot as being the guy who follows Nick Saban because what he's done at Oregon is exciting. I mean, they've got a great new quarterback coming in. Um, it'll be interesting to see. You know, because that, that's a big question that was kind of dogging Bo Nix this season. Like, is he is he great? because of the system is he great on his own it's probably a bit of both yeah Um, he's
16: like the biggest system quarterback if i've ever seen and i love him like but he totally like maxed out his value this year with will stein's offense that was like built for high percentage passes um yeah that was
0: he's a system qb for sure which is wonderful because you've got another qb that can plug into it i mean that means oregon's got a good system going so they're going to be fun It'll be interesting to see how they do in the big 10. It's still crazy to think that I was looking just yesterday at the list of next season's conferences and you see actually my favorite was like running down the, uh, the conference list for like, uh, the ACC. And you just see like Cal next to, uh, like next to Duke. And you're like, Oh yeah, I forgot. They're in the same conference. Now, um, SMU and Stanford next to each other in the listings and kind of like, wow, we're entering a new era. Um, But I I think it's going to be interesting for that. And I think, um, but unfortunately, if Alabama really wants Dan Lanning and Dan Lanning wants Alabama, that $20 million will materialize. I have no doubt about it. Dylan, I see your hand up.
7: Yeah. So I was just thinking about the Dan Lanning thing. The way that I kind of see it, and there's a lot of rumors swirling around some Big Ten coaches, Harbaugh to the NFL. Apparently, Kalen DeBoer is going to talk to the Seahawks. Um, He's going to come into a new conference already projected as one of the top teams in it with a team he's been building so i don't know why he would leave to go start over at alabama i think that's why i'm I'm more on kiffin because i think he's more used to the sec he's ready to bring all those players with him that he's gotten in the portal this year so i see lanning staying put and trying to ride out a high on the big 10 it's
0: an interesting argument and I, i i mean I don't know if it's going to totally pan out that way, but I think it's a—it's not a bad argument. I I could see that uh, the way they're thinking on it and, and where they think it is. I know level up. You weren't a fan of that level up, Luke. Sorry, <laughs> it, it shortens your guys' <laughs> names in the circle, so I yeah. sometimes will just call someone by like totally the wrong, you know, hey parlay J or something like that. It's like no, no, there, there's more there. Um, but but yeah, it's know, level all good.
13: Luke. Yeah, I was going to throw in there as far as the buyout, like for landing. I know I said earlier, twenty million seems like it's a lot more trouble than it's worth with the number of options they're probably gonna have. But I think uh, the institutions can kind of negotiate the buyout process. I think they have a number of financial levers. You don't necessarily need uh, one big backer to to front the 20 million. Um, They could probably pay it in installments over the course of a few years, like out of a media rights deal, where it's a much smaller hit, um, just spread out over time. I'm assuming they can do that. I've heard of those kind of situations. But um, as far as Lane Kiffin, I mean, to paraphrase succession, I mean, I think we love him, but he's not a serious person. And I think that would be really hard to swallow as an Alabama fan to go from Nick Saban to Lane Kiffin. The dude will take any job that opens that has more clout. Uh, He almost took that Auburn job. Uh, You know, they ended up with Hugh Freeze. But I think as soon as he sees an opportunity outside of Ole Miss, he's gone. I don't think that should be Alabama.
0: Well, I'll say one thing. I mean, f- kind of the the extension of what you said is if he ends up at Alabama, the only jobs that would be theoretically better for him would be the NFL. Although I wonder if he's tired of that. I mean, that would be a question. Like, would he? W- is he enjoying the fact that he is such a master of you know recruiting and the transfer portal and and scheming up offenses that in a you know in college where you can be a lot more creative and there's a lot more opportunities to adjust and kind of play with the talent you have in a particular year. Um if he's happy to then be at the, the top level of it. But certainly as a cultural fit, oh my goodness, can you imagine going from Nick Saban press conferences to uh Lane Kiffin press conferences, except they're for Alabama. That that'll be jarring. Um you know I can imagine, you know, it'll definitely be entertaining for some of those uh some of those folks doing the beats, uh the beat writing for those for the uh for the tide. I know whoever replaces, I mean, again, okay, well, let me be clear, is still the head coach of Michigan, but if he gets replaced, I know with some, uh, I, I have a safe assumption that there are a lot of beat writers in Michigan who are very going to be looking forward to a new head coach because uh, Harbaugh was kind of a difficult one to deal with if you were a reporter on that beat. So. Um, he, he thinks quite highly of himself as you might be, may not be surprised to hear, but, uh, Caleb, what's up? You've been patient. You're up here. I see your hand up.
17: Hey, yeah. So, uh, can you hear me? Sure. Can. Awesome. So I know someone, uh, earlier posed the question, um, you know, this is pretty unprecedented and and, and kind of when was the last time we, uh, saw a head coach, uh, either retire, step down, whatever, um, to this caliber. And I think in our lifetime, um, the one that really comes to mind is Pat Summitt at Tennessee. I mean, eight national championships, thirty-two combined SEC championships. Um, so, just wanted to put that out there. I think that's a you know pretty uh, pretty similar case. And then as far as the head coaching search goes, um, you know, I kind of I kind of agree with Dylan on this. Um, I think Lane Kiffin is probably the the most likely case, uh, just because if you're Dan Lanning, um, you, you know, a, a coach like that, like you're building your legacy, you're, or, or you're in the process of it. Um, you know, somebody like Kirby Smart over at Georgia, and you know, do you want to keep keep building the legacy that you've already started, or are you going to go try to take over a legacy that somebody else started? And and you're you're stepping stepping into the biggest um, shoes of potentially ever, um, and there's a lot more downside than potential upside, right? So um, it is a it is a big a big uh, Uh, you know, probably the the biggest coaching job out there or that we'll ever see. But uh, I think it's going to be interesting, right? And I I think that what I'm most interested to see is what is Alabama fans' um, expectations, you know, going into the next season or two? Um, You know, are they expecting to win 10 to 12 games uh, with a new head coach? Are they going to be, you know, patient with it? And then finally, uh, in terms of a a large buyout, just for some context, um, Alabama or Auburn is currently paying Two buyouts uh, that that combined thirty-seven million dollars. So I don't think twenty million dollars buyout is going to be uh, anything to. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that's going to keep them from from hiring Dan Lanning if it if if he's open to it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, it's always makes me think of Charlie Weiss, who at one point was being paid by two different teams, not the coach. Notre Dame and Kansas were both paying him simultaneously each year. So it's it's good work if you can get it being fired by major programs that just pay you to stop coaching there. Um, you know, I see a hand up, uh, uh, AT Leon. gosh, it's, I'm always mangling that one. Uh, what, what did you want to respond to this?
8: Uh, just going back to Lane Kiffin, I- I'm I'm for Lane Kiffin. The only problem I have with Lane is the fact that can he win the big one? That's the main thing. Cause we're like I said, we're going to go to 12, but it seems like Lane always has this kind of mentality of, okay. Let me beat the teams I can beat, but when it comes down to the big game, when it comes down, oh, we got to play Alabama, oh, we got to play Georgia. It just seems like those games get away from him, and that's the only thing that scares me about Lane Kiffin. That's the only one thing. But everything else, I'm all for it. He's got a great offensive mind. He definitely made the offense look great under uh, us. I just think it's the big game that gets away from me, and that's that's the big thing. I I I I have I just I mean now that we're going to twelve it'll be a little bit different you how you can lose some games but when it comes down to playoffs and we get in there and you know we go up against michigan or ohio state can he win those games that's the main
0: yeah for sure and let's see i have someone else up here um the water boy good friend of ours works uh does working some for uh, works some games for us um was actually in the rose bowl covering it for us this season um what's on your mind man
18: Hey, uh, well, good show. Um, I've been listening while driving home from work, and it was—he lives yeah, on the really west coast. Of-
0: everybody, he lives on the west coast.
18: Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. driving on the five. A lot of good uh, commenters. A lot of you know people talking about Lane Kiffin, and I kind of think of like Lane as sort of the Alabama, like break glass in case of emergency. Like he'll be there if they need him. Uh, if they don't find whoever their their, their guy is that they're targeting. I might be the one person who was not surprised by Saban's announcement today. When we were at the Media Day event for the Rose Bowl, Nick Saban was like the friendliest I've ever seen him, um, whether it's been on TV or radio, he was engaging with everyone. He was relaxed. It was very it was it was very un-Nick Saban-ish. And towards the end of the Rose Bowl, I'm on the sideline with Dennis Dodd, and they were talking about this could be Harbaugh's last game in Michigan. As Michigan was driving for the tying touchdown, and I was like, "This could be Saban's last game at Alabama." And he's like, "You think so?" And I was like, "It was really odd at media day. He was really relaxed, really friendly, really engaging. I was like, almost like he was at peace with like whatever's gonna kind of happen here, and 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 enjoying himself. I was like, he was always very like professional." But at the media day, he was, like, really enjoying himself and really engaging. I was, like, and it was just very un-Nick Saban-ish. I was, like, I, just just my feeling. Um, and he's, like, and he kind of, like, nodded, like, yeah, like, you, you might be on a little something there. And, and then we went about, like, our, you know, watching the rest of the game. But I'm not surprised by today's today's announcement just because it felt like Saban already knew.
0: That's a fascinating insight. And I remember you said that. Yeah. Um... And then to see, obviously, what's occurred today, just a, it's a you know, it's one of those things where now we're going to look back at some of the things that were said, and, and obviously, several of you have brought up SEC Media Day and the things they said about maybe even being too old for this. You know, the, the, I think a lot of that was coming. Um, and again, we hope it's for all the best reasons. Like he just wants to just wants to step back and maybe enjoy a little bit. It's such a tough life for for head coaches. I mean, especially when they're at the level of of someone like Nick Saban, you're basically working. With the with the way the college football calendar works, we are working constantly. Um, no days off. No days off. The ability to to take a break, especially when the transfer portal stepped in and all of that stuff. Let's see here, Mark
15: Hill. What's going on? It's good to see you, man. Hey, man. Good talking to you again. Uh, as always, love what you do. Um, hey, just want to want to have a, a couple of thoughts uh, on uh, both Lane Kiffin and and Dan Lanning. One of the things about Alabama, I think, is I think is characteristic of the program and the fans is they really like the sort of respectability and kind of controlled way Nick Saban kind of ran the program and whatnot. And I don't know that Lane Kiffin necessarily follows that same sort of conservative, if that's the right word, sort of approach. And I think that might be a, a, a concern about about him. The thing about, and I don't know if that's right or not, that's just sort of my general impression. Uh, the other thing about, about uh, Dan Lanning, though, I would look to, like, Harson, Auburn bringing in Harson, a guy from out west who, like, seemed to be good from a distance but had no exposure to the south and didn't know what he was doing, really. It was a terrible hire. Um, Don't mean to badmouth Dan Lanning, but, man, he's from clear across the country. Does he really know the south? I'd be concerned about that.
0: Well, 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 he came from Georgia, so it wasn't like he's – it isn't Kaelin DeBoer where – because that's where Kaelin DeBoer, as much as – I know he gets brought up. I mean, that would be a total shocker. I mean, you know, he he he's a great coach. Built his built it the right way from NAIA and had to you know won three championships there, and then had to go and become a, a a coordinator to even move up by joining an FCS program as a coordinator and worked his way up to being the head coach of Fresno State and then the head coach of obviously Washington, but. But, no, Dan Lanning does have that SEC ties. I think that's why he okay. comes up the way he does. You know
15: what? Sorry. I withdraw that. Good correction. I didn't know that.
0: <laughs> no, no. I just I, – because trust me, that that's one where – yeah, it isn't – this is – that's, I think, why when he when he was higher too, it seemed like an odd hire for Oregon at the time only because it's like, wow, Dan Lanning is crossing the country to to take on Oregon when he had less ties – to, to Oregon. So now it would be more like a, it would be more like a homecoming at least to the, uh, to the area where it seems like he was meant to be. Yeah. Fair enough. No, man. No, but thank you. I mean, a lot of folks are probably thinking that too, who aren't necessarily, uh, as familiar with his program, Dylan, I see your hand up.
7: Yeah. I, w- I want to go off something Mark said. Um, one of the things I, I agree that, uh, Kiffin doesn't fit the profile of, um, Alabama being that conservative type. But one of the things that would benefit him there, and we, we see this as an actual benefit of having Franklin, is he has such a hold in recruiting in areas outside of Pennsylvania, specifically the DMV, that if you bring Kiffin into Alabama, he also still has the Mississippi recruiting. So I think that would be a huge benefit um, outside of his coaching abilities.
0: That's a really interesting insight. You know, I wanna, uh, I've let you up Slim Shady Canes. You've been patient. What's on your mind here as we kind of uh, continue this conversation, although we may slowly start to wrap this up sooner than later. Uh,
12: Yeah, I appreciate it. Um, Yeah, I I kind of completely agree with your point that who really wants to be the guy to follow behind Nick Saban? And I'll kind of make this comparison. um, I think this is a little more similar to what people think to when Tom Osborne uh, retired from Nebraska. And... Uh, Nebraska fans were just not happy with Bo Pelini because he wasn't Tom Osborne, didn't have that level of success. So administratively, I've almost got to look at it like maybe we need to hire a sacrificial lamb as much as the fans aren't going to like it and kind of have a reset of fan expectations at the moment because as great as Saban is, like you said, and I agree with, who wants to follow
0: behind that? Can you imagine that's like your pitch to the guy? Like, look, you may not win, you may win, you may lose, but <laughs> yeah, we're afraid we don't want to ruin this on somebody who we might want later, so good luck. I, I mean, <laughs> Pat it's not deal, but, I
12: mean, yeah, yeah. How you have to look at it. Um, no, no, I agree. This I agree.
1: does not need a reset. This fan yeah. does not need a well, reset. Well, we, will, we will accept whoever comes in and know that it's a different coach, but we don't need a reset. Well, that's well, a uh, perfect you, example,
12: though. You, I mean, you, Nebraska have fired a foundation. him after a national title. You say that, and like I said, people were happy at the beginning with Bo Pelini, and now look at Nebraska for the last 15 or so, almost 20 years. I mean, Nebraska fans would give their right arm to have Bo Pelini back.
0: Well I I will say this I mean you skipped uh Frank Solich cuz he's the one who really got the short end of the stick there cuz when Osborne was when retired uh Frank Solich was doing all right I mean it was uh he was the guy who succeeded uh, uh um uh, Osborne and you right. know he was let go after a 9 and 3 season um and that was just people were stunned I mean yeah he had a 7 and 7 season before that but Nine and three, and then they that's when Nebraska I thought totally lost their way because Frank yeah, Salachi retired at Ohio, but then they went with Bill Callahan, which Bill Callahan. Pretty, yep. yeah, goodness. And then Bo Pelini, I agree, Bo Polini at least was sort of a uh, return to some level of stability, although not that was the problem. He still wasn't the level of Osborne or still wasn't the level of, of the, the classic head coaches at uh, at Al, uh, pardon me, at, at Nebraska. And then Mike Riley. I still can't believe they hired Mike Riley. I have the sweetest guy, but like really not not sure. That would be like, oh my goodness. And then uh Scott Frost didn't work out. I think Matt Rule, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. I think Nebraska fans may have somebody there finally who can build something there. But that is always a concern. You don't wanna go you don't want to go the direction of 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 Nebraska and how they handle that that transition after osborne and losing patience with frank Solichway. i thought that one made less sense than some of the other terminations because again like larry coker is my other counter example like followed with a loaded team was able to win a championship in his first season and then things just kind of petered out because when it came down to what he was building it just wasn't quite the same
12: right and and i'll leave you with this and i'll go back to listening uh now being a miami fan uh larry coker was kind of a rush hire because you know mm-hmm. I, I, you know, everybody heard Don Schaefer at the time was wanting to bring in Barry Alvarez, but I, I think he was given his chance. And, and look at him, year after year, he just had a worse record, literally every year
0: until they fired him. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, absolutely! Yeah, I know. And I love that you knew that. I'm sorry, I, I didn't even think about your username uh, uh, with Keynes at the end.
7: Yeah, that yeah, he's he's I, a
0: classic example of sometimes you'll get a guy who looks amazing, but it's really because he inherited an incredible team. Um, and absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. So let's the see Osborne, The well,
18: Osborne. Ahead. I was just gonna say the Osborne, though. That's a that's a that's a really good like uh kind of case study to look at. Like Nebraska had a legendary coach, all those national championships, and then he retired. And what happened? So, like, be careful, Alabama. Be careful.
0: Well, hopefully they'll make a. If they do make a hire, they'll be they'll have patience with them. I say that knowing that the amount of patience is not. I mean. Some of y'all in this space sound like very patient people, but we know passion fan bases are passionate and, and they can get a little while and it can be quite difficult. And, you know, we've seen what happens. We've seen what happens. Uh, yeah, Michigan, point, Michigan fans wanted hardball fired yeah. and almost never got the last three years.
12: Yeah, to that point, exactly. I mean, being a Miami fan, I know what it's like to deal with with, with a very impatient fan base and not giving anybody the time they need to turn the program around.
0: Absolutely. You know, I'm going to let Ski Master Murphy, I see your hand up, and then I'll probably start slowly wrapping this up.
2: Oh, well, yeah. As the Michigan fan in here, I was just about to get on our history a little bit because, you know, teams get very impatient when they're used to winning. And I see that's possibly what's going to happen with Bama fans. I think people think winning is, you know, somewhat easy once you start winning a lot. And what Nick saban has been able to do in this area of college football is something that's more than likely i never going to be repeated, but as Ben fans, you guys are going to have to deal with the dog days uh, that happened before saving. You're going to have to deal with those again before things get back good. And like Bo Beck said, there might have to be a sacrificial end so, somewhere in there because, I mean, at Michigan, we we, went, we had Bo Buckler, great legendary coach. He retires. Gary Moeller, not good. But after Gary Moeller, we get Lloyd Carr. We get another national championship. And then after Lloyd Carr, I don't know why we did it. I still love him as a coach to this day, but we hired Renegade Rich Rodriguez, and we all know what happened there. It went horribly wrong. And so there, there's these there's ups and downs. No one can – Dynasties just can't be sustained forever in sports for some reason. It, it's going to go down, and you guys are going to get back to it because someone's going to have to reset it.
0: Uh that's, that's an interesting claim and I could see some hands up. Um I wanna I wanna get to a couple of new people I did see and I let them up because I want to let some 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 voices up here have been super patient. Um let's see here. Uh Nash uh Hobzepian. Uh Nash Hobzepian, what's on your mind?
7: Hey, thanks for having me. I wanted to just get an opinion from all the Bama fans. What would you guys think for the next coach to be Todd Munkin if he's willing to leave the NFL?
0: Oh boy. Uh Ace, I see your hand up. Um
11: honestly Todd Munkin wouldn't be a bad uh a bad decision. I mean, I don't know about full time, you know, being like a, a head coach because we've never seen him be a head coach, but I mean he's a good offensive mind. We've seen what he had with Georgia, especially, you know, Brock Bowers, Lam McConkie, he had the boys balling. But um I just want to chime back in on the Michigan thing. We're not Michigan. We're we're built to last. Like, this, this thing has been going for the last 17 years, you know. Like, whatever whoever inherits this program is set up to drive the Ferrari, literally. Like, they're getting the keys to the Ferrari thrown to them, and all they got to do is make sure they don't scratch it or, or crash it. That's literally all you got to do and take care of it. But, I mean, Lane, I, I don't know why, why this, like – we have to understand that it's literally uh, – this is the changing of the guard, and times are changing. We're going into the 12-team the playoff, so a lot is going to start changing. And honestly, I, I would be more open to Lane because of the offensive mind. We we personally – one thing that I, I always have disliked about Saban is he wanted a, t- a certain type of receiver. You know, Julio – and Julio was really like the one big receiver that we've had, the big, strong, powerful receiver that we've had. Even in the even in the the more successful offenses, we always had a, a certain build of receiver. Jerry Judy, um, rugs, Henry, all of them. They all were pretty much the same build, you know, and, and really right now, I think this this change needs to happen because we need a more high-powered offense. We need somebody that can come in with a fresh mind. We saw what happened with Tommy Reese. We had a lot of we had a lot of under underutilized assets this season, and I really think that somebody coming in fresh, especially with the roster that we have and the recruits that we have already in there, we can definitely, definitely keep this thing going without a, without a, a hesitation of a doubt. They just got to, like I said, come in, drive the Ferrari right, and make sure they don't crash it.
0: <laughs> now i'm waiting for the the headline in a few years like <laughs> it's a smoldering smoldering crater found where where ferrari once stood but hopefully not i just it just sort of sets up that that imagination um there uh parlay joe uh and then we'll get to dylan ski mask murphy and then we've got ray up here
9: No, nah, i was just going to comment on like the nebraska stuff Hiring, hiring Dabba uh, would be like hiring fucking Scott Frost or like Tom Herman. You're just hiring him because he went to Alabama. We don't need
7: to do that.
0: Okay, and then Dylan.
7: Hey, I just wanted to pose a question back to Ace and all the other Alabama fans. This whole time Saban's been there, he's been able to get any player he wants so he could get those receivers built a certain way. Do you think that Alabama's going to have a problem with whoever their next coach is? getting that exact kind of guy that they need to work in their, in their scheme? Um, personally, no. I mean, if you, if, I mean, even if you, you can look at what Lane did
11: has done in the portal, even, even this, this off season alone, he got Nolan there. He got a couple other edge rushers there. He got um, their leading receiver was from the portal of, from this season. I mean, Lane, I think Lane is a pretty good recruiter. And like I said, the offense is, is is his baby. So I definitely think he has no problem building offenses at all. I mean, he got Jenkins out of Alabama. So,
8: you know what I'm saying? That speaks for itself. Could you imagine Jalen Milro with Lane Kiffin? Imagine what we could do with that. I mean, we'd be running a play action all the time. It'd be fantastic.
1: Greg literally said, our ideal candidate will be strong in recruiting and relationship building, player development, excel in X's and O's, and the overall ability to lead this historic program. So I don't think they're looking for somebody who can't build and recruit and have those relationships to have a culture to where people are going to want to stay around or not. And
11: that's being I think, oh, ahead, Lane, I think Lane being more on social media and things like that, too, you know, kind of his antics. And I think that's what the younger the younger crowd kind of buys into that type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I think that that right there alone gives him kind of an
7: edge, especially in recruiting.
0: For sure. He knows how to talk to the youths. Um
7: <laughs> I, I think Lane fits every single one of the things that um, they came out with, except for the culture. I just think it I, I think he'd be the best candidate as a coach. But I don't know if he'd fit into the culture all that well. Strong I think leader. you're right
0: there. I think that would be the one where you'd want, want to hope that the culture that's there would mold him or he would kind of feel right. obligated to kind of go into it rather mm-hmm. than he'd be the one to bring the culture.
7: Yeah. I, I can't remember that's... who that coach was, but there was a rumor going around that when they got hired, they like had, they had rules around about what he could tweet and who he could text. It would have to be something like that with Kiffin.
1: Yeah. I think that's where we would potentially see Nick Saban be, in the shadows <laughs> um, for next year is <laughs> with
0: a rolled up newspaper, like no, <laughs> <laughs> he'd be
1: helping with the the culture of that. And just the maturing of
18: are you, aspects. are you saying that Lane Kiffin will no longer be tweeting at Reddit CFB. I, that's just unacceptable. Well, I kind
1: of hope he does, but you know, and just a, just a, a couple levels above, you know, not so just wild card every day. I love it. I
18: love uh, it. I, I, I wanted to ask or just say something to Ace real quick. You know, uh, Ryan Day at Ohio State was given the keys to a Lambo, and there's a lot of Ohio State fans who feel like he's driving a vet right now. So, you know, just because you get the Lambo doesn't mean the Lambo always keeps, you know, flying down the road. Uh, Ryan
11: Ryan Day, but Ryan Day... Has it wasn't as proven as Lane was? I mean, Lane has been doing what he's doing, especially in the SEC, for quite a while now. And I mean, like they said earlier, a couple of 10 win seasons the last couple of seasons. And then, I mean, you've seen what he did to Penn State. They were down a couple of players, but they, they, Penn State supposedly had one of the top defenses in the nation. They were, they were supposed to be the elite defenses. And
18: uh, I mean, I and, mean, it's, it's impressive. And I was looking forward to Lane making the 12 team playoff next year. So, I mean, it, I, I'd like to hire it's that whole like, how does Lane actually fit into Alabama? You know, the person and It would school. be an
0: evolution. I think it would be an evolution and maybe a necessary one because eventually you gotta kind of, you know, sometimes the, the times change a little bit and that would potentially again modernize it a bit without hopefully losing the plot of of the the system that that Nick Saban built. I mean, the good news is when somebody sees what Nick Saban did, they're you can't deny the results and and what he did certainly uh, sets that up. Let's hear ski masks. Oh, actually. Yeah. Ski mask Murphy, then we'll get to Ray and then we'll, we'll start wrapping this up. Yeah. I was just going to go back to the key to the Ferrari
2: comment and just say, everyone says that every time this happens, but there's so many examples of this doesn't really work from Jimmy Johnson in Miami urban Meyer at Ohio state and Florida yeah, multiple times at Michigan, you have Chip Kelly at Oregon. Everyone says, just give him the keys to Ferrari, but no one ever asks, does he know how to drive a Ferrari?
0: Absolutely. we'll see how that one works out. Ray, what's on your mind?
5: Hey there. Um, so I'm a local radio station. I'm here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And they had Joe Klatt on today. And they said, Charlie Baker, the heads that be at the NCAA need to be on the phone to Nick Saban immediately. To bring him in and kind of put a face to help fix college football between you know NIL the transfer mm-hmm. portal and even the playoff committee, and that you could put a credible face to these overhauls. Just oh, an interesting I, idea.
0: Absolutely, you know it was that was kind of I mean again this has been a very long space. So I want to be clear, it's okay for people haven't heard it earlier, but I think that makes a lot of sense. The idea of him being kind of a face or a commissioner. Of of a college football league, especially considering as as we were saying, you know, Charlie Baker has sort of proposed what has been discussed uh, more hypothetically for the last oh decade or so. The idea of the top programs kind of forming their own league. What's made it more serious now is that you know because there's this on there's a very huge amount of 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 important litigation going out on the sides of college football in various states that make it seem, and it seems to be the consensus everywhere at at all the different athletic programs, uh, the conferences, the NCAA, that we're going to reach a point where it's going to be not just NIL, but an actual, some form of compensation. And that's something that the top programs can do. But even with an FBS, there's going to be programs, especially, uh, in the G five that won't be able to to meet those obligations because to do it and to meet title nine, you have to give it to everybody. So, it, it, it's not like you can just say we're going to hand out all this money to the football team. It was somebody pointed out, like a, a school like Stanford, where they compete in like every sport. That's like their speciality. They've got, you know, 900 athletes. A school like Auburn, surprisingly, Auburn, you know, we think of as a huge school, they only have like 300 athletes. So suddenly you have schools that have to pay out millions of dollars per year um, for compensation. Some will be able to, some may not be able to, and it might create some interesting questions. So that's where they're thinking of why don't we create an entirely new league? Um and either within the NCA or outside the NCA, but something like that would need a face, and no better face would be respected by everyone—coaches, athletic directors, the public—than Nick Saban. So I, I agree with a lot of that thought, and it, it's as of right now a hypothetical job. But if it ever comes up, oh my goodness, with Nick Saban available, uh, you know he would be absolutely the, one of the first people anyone contacts, and they would hope that he would get it. Um, and I think a lot of people do. I would. He would be interesting. Can you imagine him as the face of college football? My goodness. I mean, <laughs> he's already earned it on the field. Now he's just going to earn it in our hearts. Um, I'm not sure how to even phrase that, but
5: isn't the uh, timing on that kind of perfect? So, you know, this hypothetical probably wouldn't even happen for two, three, four years. So he gets time off, spend time with Miss Terry, and then can come back and, uh, you know, really dive into it.
0: Oh, absolutely! I think you're you're absolutely right. He would just be ready to be relaxed. The time commitment would not be like being the head coach of uh, of of Alabama, but at the same time, he can keep active, keep sharp. Doesn't have to spend all side, all the time out there out there in the sun and, and and in the summer heat. He can he can do it from a comfortable office, and at the same time, you know, become a beloved figure. Uh, I think there's a lot of potential there. Well, I'm going to use one, this as
5: uh, one last thing for me. Uh, Lane Kiffin one way or the other. Now he can finally win the SEC
7: West. And that's all I got.
0: Dylan, I see your hand up. I'll let you get the last word in before we wrap this up.
7: Yeah, I think it's a really interesting point that you um, you bring up about basically the football seceding from the NCAA, but I think they, the NCAA will use everything in their power to stop that from happening because of the revenue streams. And if they let it happen for football Basketball will be short after, and then baseball quickly after that. So it's too big of a revenue loss for the NCA as an organization to allow something like that to happen. Um, but yeah, that's my only thought. Hey, thanks for having me on. This was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, thank you, and thank all of you who, jo- who are up here, and those of you who joined us earlier. This is a great space. It was an opportunity to talk about one of the biggest stories. Certainly in, in the last several years in college football, I and mean, we've, gosh knows, we've had a lot of change in college football, but it was good to talk about just the, the relevance of Nick Saban's uh, impending retirement. My name is Bob Ekhyeri. I hosted this. I host uh, the regular Twitter spaces we do every Tuesday night uh, at 10 p.m. Eastern here on uh, Twitter slash X on our Reddit uh, CFB. I also do the College Football Survivor Show podcast with the Cheyenne Raja of CBS Sports. I will try to get this recorded and turned into a part of our RCFB Talk podcast series. Wherever you get your podcast, you can hear the recording of this. Want to again thank all of you who listened, thank all of you who participated. You're what made college football great. I always love hearing from you. Always love talking with you. So on behalf of all of us, I'm gonna hang up and listen.